1: dokie, folks welcome back Horticultures fell rushing and here it is Earth day Earth Day started back in 1970 Java I was this was before the internet by what 16, 15 16 years
2: but I read about in the newspaper yeah this sounds like something you would you would have had your hands all in especially early. Well, you know, I mean, I was—I <clears throat> spent time working in a garden center in high
1: school and, and also knocked around the folks yard mowing grass and stuff like that, but it wasn't that big a deal to me. But, you know, the, I was still buzzing off of, of Woodstock, <laughs> you know, and then I realized the theme song to Woodstock is, we got to get back to the garden. Yeah. You know, which is, I, I thought, uh, uh, appropriate. Anyway, uh, before we get into anything, let me mention... But, I got – somebody made a comment the other day about Java. You know, he's not like Dr. Dirt. He doesn't seem to be much of a gardener. Why is he your co-host? I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, Java is my boss. He's not my co-host. He's not supposed to be a garden expert, but he's a fine man. He's raising his kids to
2: be gardeners. Yeah, I, I yeah, I I do not um fancy myself to compare no, no, to no. Dr. Dirt. No, no, it, <laughs> but but listen, so, and I
1: said no, I'm just talking a job on air to be nice. He's my boss.
2: <laughs> yeah, you 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 pulled me in and 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 we have it like that. But I do appreciate those flowers uh no, the okra yeah. that you gave to me um last week and we put them in some pots. And all they need you know, is sunshine and water. That's it. We go. go we go. Go from there. They, trust me, cool. they have
1: plenty of water. Cool. 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 And <laughs> speaking of water, uh, and by the way, folks, this is a live call-in program. If you want to give us a call, it's toll free one eight seven seven MPB ring. MPB stands for Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Ring. If you know, figure those numbers out. I can't. MPB ring one eight seven seven MPB ring. Uh, Java, you talking about uh, the water? I brought. Mississippi's smallest flowering plant in today, but it's so small I had to bring a whole bunch of them in my coffee cup, my MPB coffee cup here. And a lot of times you you ride around and see these old swamps and ponds that are comp- look like just completely covered with grass, just solid green. That's this plant called duckweed, and each one is tiny. I mean, it's really really tiny. It's got I can't tell if it's got two or three, two leaves, the little heart-shaped leaves. Tiniest little pair of leaves with little roots hanging down about an old inch or so. But individually, these are the smallest flowering plant. Between those
2: two tiny, tiny little leaves is a teensy little flower. Isn't that a. Yeah, no, it is It is something to look at, because if, I didn't know what was in that glass. You that, thought I was doing a smoothie, and I hadn't shaken it up, huh? Or something like that. <laughs> but then I saw the roots under the green, and yes, sure enough, it is a, a, a bunch of little itty-bitty plants flowers. Yeah, and apparently I got a couple little worms in here, too. It's
1: an ecosystem I got. Yeah, (laughs) tiny little beetle. Anyway, when you see duckweed uh, growing across a pond, or I, I got this actually down at a place called Felder's Campground, where my people started burying each other back in the late 70s, early 1800s, and they had a pond there. So I just scooped some up to bring it home, and I found out if you put it in a water garden, it will die if you, got a, uh, if you have a, a fountain that needs to be in a completely still water. Ah. If you've got a splashy water, you're not going to have these things. So I put a, a little, uh, I floated a little log on one side so it was calm and quiet on the other side. Anyway, duckweed, smallest flowering plant in Mississippi. That is something to see. Yeah, if you want to try to look at it up close, take your stick. Don't get down in the water because it's nasty down there. No telling what's to look around the edges. But anyway, I just thought, you know, we talk about all sorts of stuff. Nobody talks about the things that we really don't notice.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's one of those everyday type of wonders. <laughs> yeah, and it's called this reason we call Think Radio. There you go. <laughs> uh, anyway, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on this
1: weekend. It is Earth Day. Um, and be, before we get any further, let me mention... The, my main Earth Day thing today, I got uh, interviewed by a lot of people about this flower lawn concept about just mowing around your clover and, you know, dandelion, leaving a few wildflowers out there. And yesterday I was up in Madison looking at a, at a garden. Coming back, I stopped by the exit, the one exit for Ridgeland. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go one way and go to the big mall thing or Renaissance, whatever it's called. But the the ex- immediately off the exit is uh, th- Mississippi's best wildflower patch. It's called Ridgeland Wildflower Field, and they got all these wildflowers. They've got mouths with regular flowers. They got paths cut through it. They got uh, garden art, and it's you know you just pull into the parking lot by the by the the paint store, Seabrook Paint Store. And wander around one of the coolest, biggest wildflower meadows with nice mowed path. Take your kids there. It's just an incredible thing. And they just basically cut all the weeds out there, through a bunch of wildflowers when they came up. They just mowed
2: path through them. Is it uh, was a lot of butterflies and things out there? Well, I was here late in the day, okay,
1: real real late in the day. Uh, But coincidentally, I'm driving in today at the corner of uh, Meadowbrook and Interstate 55, across from the studio. One of the biggest wildflower meadows in Jackson. They cut it yesterday. Oh wow! (laughs) Because they just didn't know any better. Yeah. You know. So and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna this earth. I'm gonna go chain myself. Oh, it's too late. They already cut
2: them. No, you weren't going to do some activism.
0: (laughs) Now I was going to chain
1: myself up. These are are my butterflies. I'm protecting the world. (laughs) But those of you who have mowed around some clover, mowed around some wildflowers in your lawn, who have a flower lawn, at least part of a flower lawn, my hat is off to you. That is a single, that is the number one thing that home gardens can do. To help our our ecosystem number one of all the stuff we can do composting planting this whatever just leave a few wildflowers in your lawn because that's where pollinate our, our native pollinators ain't got nothing unless we mow around a few little patches single collectively it is a huge huge difference anyway there I'm off my soapbox <laughs> now, now let's go let's go to I can't see that I see John from Corinth Corinth Hey Johnny, good morning. How are you today?
3: I'm fine, thank you. How are you doing this morning, I'm fine.
1: I gotta get you know, gotta get back to the garden. I gotta get closer to the screen with my bifocals. What's what's, what's going on today?
3: <laughs> well, I have a question for you. I I took my dog to park this morning and I remember the beginning of birthday also back in the seventies and the uh, ecology flags of green ecology. You yeah. know, I was uh, I'm kind of an old Mississippi hippie like you are.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we we got to do what we got to do. So, uh, That's right. What's, what's going on in your garden today?
3: Well, it's actually not my garden. I took my dog to the, a beautiful little park here in Corinth, and they have, I don't know, we used to call them horse, horse apples or crab apples. A tree, a crab apple tree. What? And, of course, it's right now, and it's got crazy brain. It looks like it needs to be planted in front of a witch's house or something.
1: Well, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait what, what do the apple things look like? Are they big? Big as your hand? Oh,
3: yeah. And got these little gnarly knobs all over them. Yeah, yeah,
1: big old bright uh, uh, lime green looking thing, bigger than your fist.
3: Lime green, yes. yeah. Right,
1: right. Yeah, a lot of people call that horse apple. Some people call it uh, uh, Osage orange some people call it um, bodoc. Have you ever heard of it called bodoc? No, sir. Well, a lot of people that call it, actually they say bowdark. That's a bowdark tree. And the reason, if you, next time you go by notice that the big limb, the branches are curved over. All of the branches what? are curved. It's real, real strong wood. And those curved branches were what Native Americans used to make their bows, bow d'arc
3: Wow. Yeah. Wow.
1: So anyway, what what? So your dogs bringing them home is that what the deal is?
3: I uh, no, no, I was just wondering, uh, what God's purpose? Uh, what what are they for? I mean. I mean. <laughs> it's a good tree you
1: know it's a lot of stuff for, for you know the tree is saying what are you and your dog doing here I was here first <laughs> <laughs> you know no they have flowers uh, I don't know that the fruit is edible although there are some caterpillars that feed on it which tells me that they're part of the life cycle of oh. a butterfly or a moth but uh, okay. you, know, you know it's just it ain't ours to the question whoever decided to put it there put it there before they put us there
3: right right well uh uh, well, I don't think horses like
1: them either. Do <laughs> I don't know why they call them. You know, they're called Osage Orange because the Osage, the Native tr- the American tribe called the Osages uh, out in Oklahoma. That's where it sort of got started. Anyway, it's a great plant. But but next time yeah. you look at it, look at those branches, those arcs, and re- think, B-O-I-S-D apostrophe A-R-C, Bois d'arc. Okay. I don't know how to say it, but Bo-d'arc.
3: Okay, I'll, I'll, I will
1: look it up. All righty, man you know, my, my dog's long gone now. Rub your dog behind both ears at the same time. Look in his eyes and and, and enjoy him while you can.
3: <laughs> oh, believe me, I do, Phil. Okay, well, pre- yeah have a you guys have a great day.
1: Thank you, sir. Appreciate that.
2: That was the greatest question ever.
1: We we, we need to say that. That was <laughs> that the greatest was the greatest off. question what, what, ever. What are they for? <laughs> what are, are they, they for? for? <laughs> And it's a good question. I don't know. Maybe somebody will help us out here. But meanwhile, let's slide back down the the highway to Jackson, talk with Anna. Good morning, Anna.
4: Hi. How are you?
1: So far, so good. You're awful cheerful, though.
4: Yeah, of course. Um, I told them, and they said it was okay for me to let you and your viewers know that... um, At the Mississippi Museum of Art, we are having our annual plant sale today and tomorrow.
1: I wish I would known about that. That, that, But but thanks for letting us know. So is it all day or what?
4: Well, it's all day today from 10 to 5, and then it's tomorrow from 8 a.m. until we run out of plants, which typically has been around 12 or so.
1: And and that's uh, that's at the, 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 the art museum downtown?
4: That's right. We're on we're on Lamar Street and it's all outside and social distance and,
1: uh, and a and, lot of the and two of the, of coo- the coo- two of the coolest gardens in Mississippi side by side one is a traditional southern garden with the, with the lawns and the, the winding paths and the the really nice patches of grass and all sorts of trees it's a very neat organized one of the nicest parks in the state right beside it is a Robert Poor native plant habitat that is just stunning
4: Oh, thank you for saying that. We work really hard on it, and um, the art garden. Um, a lot of the things that we're going to sell today have been propagated from the museum gardens. So, so you've
1: been, you been digging up some of Robert's wildflowers and potting them up to sell.
4: Yeah, don't tell him. <laughs>
1: That's okay. No, I, we- You know, a 3 3
4: We've actually actually been doing that.
1: Yeah. It's a cool place right downtown, right beside Thalamaria Hall, uh, you know, downtown Jackson. Cool, cool place to visit. Nice place to take some kids, too, and pick up some plants while you're there.
4: Well, that's wonderful. And we have... um People taking pictures all the time. I kind of feel like it's the closest thing we have to a botanic garden.
1: It, it, it is uh, bo- both those gardens completely different. One is a, a, a southern landscape. One is is a very well done contemporary design with native plants in it. It's ter- both of them are terrific. I go down there a lot, usually late at night, so I can drive wrong way on the on the the wrong way street, so I can park easier. All right, <laughs> Well, we'll appreciate uh, it. Hope y'all have a good turnout for the plant sale. Uh,
4: let me, let me just tell you one more thing, if you don't mind. Uh, tomorrow is Family Day at the museum, and today from 11 to 1, along with our plant sale, we have a book signing for Gary Bachman. Okay, uh, good. But we're, we're also selling your book, too. So. Cool,
1: cool, cool, cool. Well, hope you all have a good crowd. you got beautiful weather.
4: Thank you so much.
1: All right, appreciate it. Downtown Jackson, right by Thalia Maria Hall in the police. It is a, a stunning garden. It's stunning. And uh, oh, let's let's slide down a mobile and talk with Mickey, Mickey and Mikey. had not heard from you in a while. How you doing?
5: Hey, I hadn't heard from you in a while either. What's up? <laughs> well, um, uh, thank you for the Felderisms Well, is <laughs> the way that I want is is what I really want to say. I'm looking at you know I have spent and uh, inve- I I tend to focus on some different stuff every now and then and, and uh, the last. About three weeks has been the wildflowers that are growing in in areas where it's safe to pick them and put them in a, a, you know, a recycled drink plastic bottle or whatever and see what happens with them. And I'm amazed. I'm amazed at how long they last. They last longer than, you know, like things that you might purchase somewhere else. Um, Some of them are edible. And um, I just want to thank you for the information that you've given me over the
1: years. Well, we, we appreciate your support, a whole bunch. You know, it's callers like you that remind us that there's real people out there listening. We're not just blah, 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 talking a bunch of scientific jargon.
5: It's fun, too. It's just plain old fun. It's a good time, and it's affordable.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we appreciate it this morning. You're awful cheerful. It gets kicked off a real cheery note, Mikey. Thank you so much. Thank you, Felder. Bye. <laughs> Bye. So she's been out stealing wildflowers, putting them in her in her in her her, her, uh, pay, her recycled coffee cup, which is fine. That's what I do. When my daughter was little, she picked some little tiny wildflowers from the lawn and took them into school in a little bouquet. And the teacher said, "Those are weeds. Those are those aren't flowers. Those are weeds." And I'm thinking. Zoe was too young to think. You don't know who my dad is, do you? But he's gonna come <laughs> throw some seeds in your yard, sweetheart.
2: <laughs> it's just like uh It's just like at, at our at our house, we have some. I guess you'll quote unquote them weeds, but the kids they love them. They flower and they yeah. you know. and yeah. they, To them, they're flowers. Well,
1: you know a weed. When I taught, I'm retired. University Extension. I taught master gardeners, and I taught them the weed is a plant out of place. If it's over here and it ain't supposed to be, it's a weed. If it's over there, a rose growing in a cornfield is a weed to a corn farmer. Well, I've changed my perspective. A guy named J.C. Ralston from North Carolina, late, great J.C. Ralston, he told me a different perspective in his appropriate dimension on Earth Day. He said a weed is any plant having to deal with an unhappy human. Whole whole different perspective. If it doesn't bother you, it ain't a weed. So you know, is this a weed or a flower? Well, it's a flower. But if you don't like it, get it's rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weed. Yeah. It's like plucking eyebrows. Sometimes they grow, but you don't want them. All right, we're gonna take a real quick break and uh Java I sent you two tunes on Earth Day, I couldn't decide which one to go with. Can we do both or parts of both or what?
2: Yeah, we'll we'll play one when we come back out of the break and then we'll say the other one for our normal cheesy tune break.
1: Okay. And they're not cheesy. They're I mean I we call I call it cheesy tune. I don't know why.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just a dis
1: you know. Yeah, it's, it's sort sort a of a brand uh, name. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna take a little bit of a break, uh about a minute, minute and a half, something like that. We're gonna come back s- s- clean up some of the coffee build, and then talk with you about gardens. Whatever is on your gardening mind, give us a call. It's toll free one eight seven mpb ring Oh, and if anybody can find out what the purpose of Boas de Art, what horse apple, Maclura pomifera, I know all sorts of stuff except what it's good for, give us a call. We're going to take a quick break here at Mississippi Public Broadcasting and be right back.
6: I'm Josie Bidwell, nurse practitioner and associate professor of preventive medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, there's information you can use to help maintain a healthy lifestyle. Just search for Southern Remedy on your favorite podcasting app.
1: Welcome back, folks. We've got to get back to the garden, man. We are a billionaire-year-old carbon, and we got to get back to the garden. I love it. All right. Yeah, But it's there from 1969 Woodstock. The very, that's the year that Earth Day was conceived, and next year, 1970, is the first time it's celebrated. And all we're trying to do is just raise awareness that we're just – Part of the fabric of this thing we call Earth, just be part of it. You know, try not to wear it out. And you know, if you got, you know, if you wear the knees out in your jeans, you don't have to get new jeans. Put a patch on it. You know, do the best you can. So anyway, uh, we got some callers online, but I can't tell who's next. Is Let's it? go to Cleveland. Cleveland, and, uh, and Susan. Uh, yes, yeah, Susan. Good morning, Susan. What's going on in the Delta this morning?
6: Oh well, it's beautiful up here this morning. And uh, tomorrow at Cleveland is
1: the Cross Tie Arts Festival. Oh, I've been there before. It's all around the, the town the courthouse, and the town square, and everything. Right? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you got music. You got vendors. You got food. Got tamale smells in the air. Yeah,
6: you've
1: got it. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> when? When is it? In a Saturday, right? Yeah, it's
6: Saturday.
1: What times? Yeah. All day. Uh, I don't know.
6: Probably around nine. And it seems like they go to
5: mid-afternoon.
1: Yeah. Good music, good food, lots of vendors, middle of the Delta, great weekend to get out and knock around, too. Right. We, pr- we appreciate it, Susan. Thank you.
6: Well, that's not why I called. Oh. Well, what's up? I really called to ask a question. Okay. So, um, last summer, um, a friend gave me two uh, small uh, lemon trees, and I stuck them in a pot, a big pot. And now one of them is about um, around at the bottom about the width of a pencil, and it's maybe about sixteen inches or seventeen inches tall. And the other one is still tiny, but it's about maybe four, four or five inches tall. Yeah, they're little. Uh, yeah. So I, but I'm looking at this plot and thinking it would be nice to have something uh, interesting going on there while these guys make up their minds about yeah. growing. Uh, what would be good or bad? To uh, put
1: in there with them well you know you need to set th- these trees need sunshine so you need to set it out on yeah. your porch or your patio or out in the yard someplace yeah, and, why, and, not, and why not just put some kind of little small annual flower out there you know it could be marigolds it could be periwinkle it could be um uh, moss rose you know almost any kind of small flowering plant you know just just tuck it in the pot and watering those is more than enough to take care of your lemon trees too okay
6: great Thank you and, very
1: much. Put you some basil in there, so you, when you get tired of looking at it, you can eat it.
6: Ah. <laughs> All right. Great idea.
0: I <laughs> okay. love the show.
1: Thanks. Pre- thanks for being part of Thanks for the heads up about the uh, about the festival tomorrow, downtown Cleveland. A lot of fun. Okay, now, I'm going to say Daklun from Choctaw, Mississippi. I think D- it's D- uh, Dacian. D- D- Dacian, Kevin. <laughs> he couldn't spell... <laughs> hey, Dacian, what's up?
7: How's it going?
1: So far, so good. But it's sp- Your, you your name is, is Dacian, but it's spelled Dakloon. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. I, I have bifocals. You have to understand, I got this screen, I got bifocals. I have to throw my head way back to see what it says, and my bifocals kick in. So what you got going on today? Uh,
7: quick question. Um, so time, I'm trying... Time to put everything in the ground, and I was wondering, what is your favorite or your your top three favorite indeterminate heirloom tomatoes to plant in Central Mississippi or uh, that you do well in Central Mississippi?
1: Okay, I, I I do not have a favorite tomato, and I tell you why. I've been to a place up in uh, Minnesota excuse me, Iowa, that has over 400 different tomatoes planted in repeated rows. Each one is planted four different times, and I've gone up and down the rows over and over and over, just eating until I was just sick of them. And after a while, there's two kinds, those that are sweet and those that have an acidic bite to them. And some people like sweet, some people like the acidic bite. So, uh, my, if I had to have a favorite, I like the ones, that, the little cherry tomatoes that, that grow in in long, uh, closer like grapes, like Sweet 100, because they're so easy. And then you pop them in your mouth, you rub them on your jeans, get the stink bugs off and pop them in your mouth. But I also like one called Lemon Boy. Lemon boy, it's yellow. They're small, but they're they're just okay. as sweet as they can be if you like sweetness. But there's so many different kinds that uh, I, it, it's no way. It's it's like saying, what's your favorite type of restaurant? I I, I like them all.
7: I got you. understood. So one it, last thing. Uh oh, are you are. Were you finished? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, one last thing. I just wanted to tell Java go mustache.
2: Oh man, this is Des- okay, Dacian. What's up, man? I haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah, Murrah Mustang, my high school buddy, right here. Yeah, my my son went to Murrah. He was, but he actually played
1: one game for Murrah, and he was a little guy. Need uh, I say more? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> well, Dacian, go Mustangs. Appreciate your call, man. Good well, luck with
4: good,
1: good luck with it. Oh, oh, oh! I will say this. You know, talking about planting, my son who who went to Murrah. <clears throat> He's in a competition. His next-door neighbor brought some tomato plants over this past week. His neighbor's been growing them a long time. Ira's never grown tomatoes. grown a lot of stuff. But he is planting tomatoes, and he and his neighbor are going to be in a competition to grow the biggest tomato. And he's the, he's the new guy. He, Ira's the new guy. But now get this. He asked my advice, and I, every, I can't grow tomatoes. But he doesn't know that yet. <laughs> Uh-oh. So I'm thinking if he fails, he can blame me. The master garden. That, that's that's right. <laughs> anyway, have fun, Dacian. Thank you. Bye
8: bye.
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean I can I can plant tomatoes, but I can't get good tomatoes.
2: Yeah, the, uh, just competition don't. worthy. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see.
1: Uh, let's slide uh, over to Jackson and talk with Jim. Good morning, Jim. Thank you for holding. What's up? Good morning,
3: Felder. I just want to give you an example of how broad your reach is. Uh, this is Jim Rosenblatt, and I was working in Greenwood Cemetery the other day, and a woman comes up who's from Laurel and now lives in New Orleans and said her name is Smith, S-M-Y-T-H. And uh, I told her my name, and she says, oh, you call in the Felder. She <laughs> said, I, I listen to Felder all the time, and the reason I'm in Greenwood is because of Felder.
1: Well, I appreciate I appreciate it. And by the way, the roses there, they're, they're, some of them are in full bloom right now. There's one called Mutablis that is just, Stunning. And folks, this is it's not Greenwood, Mississippi. It's it's a Greenwood Cemetery, one block north of the state capitol in Jackson. It's got hundreds of roses. They're they're they on route. They're not sprayed. They're and they are just stunning. Go by and take a look. Just drive through, stop, stroll around, take a look. But it's Greenwood Cemetery, one block north of the state capitol, downtown Jackson. Jim, I appreciate that. Thank you, man. I
3: want uh, thank you for the good publicity you give us.
2: You bet, heck yeah. Yeah, the the roses are stunning. I actually drove uh, off w- on West Street. Yeah, I drove past there uh, just yesterday, so it is something just, to
1: see. Yeah, d- go and drive. They got a little turnaround when you yeah, get in there. Yeah, go and, in there. And it's just it, the, the road. And these are roses that are not watered. They're not sprayed. <laughs> they're given a little fertilizer every two or three or four years. They're pruned every two or three or four years. And dead people are growing these things, and they're gorgeous. So anyway, if you think you can't grow roses. Go by Greenwood Cemetery downtown Jackson. Sometime the next few weeks, so they're just coming into full bloom right now. Okay, now let's slide to Hattiesburg. Chris, what's going on, man?
8: Hi, Felder, uh, longtime listener, first time caller. I was welcome. Calling, I was calling in regards to your uh, interest in the horse apples. I, I know it's come up now a couple of times in the last few weeks, and um, my mom's side of family is originally from them western side of the Black Prairie in Alabama, where those things are ubiquitous. Yeah, So I've always been fascinated and uh, actually have brainstormed a million ways to try and come up with something (laughs) to do with them, whether it be pressing for different compounds or uh, cellulose in the fruit. There's actually a lot of much smarter people trying to do the same thing without any success. Yeah, you're you're
1: talking about the fruits.
8: Exactly. Big old knobby hard things. Yes, the wood, of course, has got plenty of uses, especially for fence posts. But um, the interesting thing about the plant is it's actually a remnant from the era of megafauna.
1: Yeah, yeah.
8: And and the reason that apple's so big uh, is because the animal that really promulgated it had just a humongous mouth and extremely powerful jaws, and that um, animal did a great job of spreading it all over the, the continent, which of course was in a completely different location on Earth at the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
8: It just proved to be a very successful plant without a primary um, consumer.
1: Yeah, and, you know, and, and whatever killed the dinosaurs couldn't kill this tree. <laughs>
8: Well, uh, I think it's a little after the dinosaurs. It was a you know, it was a mammal that that consumed it. But well, you you're know, right. It is a it is a very very ancient tree. Yeah, and, anyway, um, it's, it's, it was also planted for for years as a hedge. The, exactly throughout it, the Midwest and was exported all over the country for that purpose. It was but, called hedge apple.
1: Yeah, McClurea promifera, Bois de Arc, Horse apple, osage orange, uh, but what is its purpose? I guess is to perplex us, to make us think, and that's what Think Radio is all about. Anyway, appreciate all that, Chris. Thank you, man.
8: Yes, sir. Have a great one,
1: Java. You, you, you are you familiar with what we're talking about? No, I, I I tell you, I tell you, a big one. The corner of State Street and, and University Medical Center, State Street and and uh, Woodrow Wilson. They got a big parking lot car park mm-hmm. and they got a huge one right there at the corner they have great big one of the big, bigger than any apple and they're bright lime green and bumpy and they're hard
2: as rocks
1: anyway it's now
2: but my question
1: yeah what are their purpose i don't know i don't know maybe someone help us out but meanwhile we can slide we've been all over the place let's slide down the gulf coast to biloxi hey larry good morning
7: Morning.
1: What's up, man? Happy
3: birthday to you.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it. Woohoo!
7: Yeah. Hey, uh, a couple of things. I'm glad you talked about roses, but uh, first thing is, uh, I've got some. Um, uh, uh, What's that? No, I can't remember the name, name because I'm on the radio. Um, the uh, roundup weed killer.
1: Yeah.
7: I had sprayed that stuff in every crack where all the grass is, and it's just—I mean, it's it, the, the weeds laugh at it. However. And its defense, I wanna say, it's probably older than ten years that it's been in this jug. Is it lost its shelf life?
1: That's yeah, a good question. Insecticides, when you open that jug of insecticide, uh, in exposed to air, they start losing strength within, within months. It's never a good idea to hold insecticides over. Fungicides, not so much, but uh, usually, uh, her- herbicides usually don't lose their strength. It could very likely be. A lot of people use herbicides at the wrong time. If your plants are tough, if they're flowering, if they're, they're, they're really actively, if they're, you know, if they're at, at their peak, Roundup doesn't work. It works well on young plants, so you catch them when they're small and actively growing. Once you start flowering and get tough, uh, it they're not growing as well. They're not sending stuff to their roots, so weed killers don't work as well.
7: Yeah, this is mostly just a different kind of uh, trash grass. But yeah. Anyway. Okay, well, good to know about that. Um, I'll wait till the day that we can dispose of them. But the other thing is, the roses, I see them, these These beautiful white roses, they're kind of small, compact, they open up in pink, a little bud, but they climb, and they're so prolific and going all over the place, but I'm told at the nursery that, that that you can't buy him. You gotta you gotta get a cutting from someone to propagate it.
1: Well, that's that's true because garden centers are in the business of selling stuff, and if they can sell it once and you never come back, they fail. They want you to plant something that's going to make you want to come back for more and more and more. And some of these plants they do so well, you're done with the garden center, uh, and so and a lot of people don't come in. A lot of these plants don't look good in pots, so they don't sell a lot of rambling roses because. If it doesn't look good in a pot, nobody's going to buy it. So over the years, they tend to sell stuff that looks good in a pot that people come in asking for. Uh, There's a whole lot of really cool plants out there, uh, including a lot of native plants that nobody sells because they don't look good in a pot. Nobody comes in asking for them.
7: Okay, well, what is the name of that rose?
1: Uh, I I don't know. There's so many. Is (laughs) Is this all on the roadside, lots and lots and lots of kind of pink flowers?
7: Uh, Well, they they start out, the little bud starts out pink and then they open up and they look like a little pom-pom and they're white, maybe a little bit of...
1: I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I have I, worked with so many hundreds of roses. The most common along the roadside uh, is one they call Dorothy Perkins. Some people call it Seven Sisters. But her, her name is Dorothy Perkins, named after the granddaughter of the Perkins of Jackson Perkins. And it's all along the roadside, lots and lots of little small, mostly pink flowers. But other than that, I, 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 I won't even guess. I grow, I've worked with so many hundreds of roses, just like tomatoes and azaleas. After a while, they all look kind of alike to me.
7: I gotcha. So um so if I get a cutting from someone, how do I propagate it? In in dirt or water or, or water first,
1: dirt, second? You can root roses in the wintertime from cuttings about the size of a pencil, or you can let the new growth come out and kinda harden off and small cuttings can root in water. For There's okay. t- tons of stuff online about rooting roses. Uh wintertime or late spring.
7: Okay.
1: All righty man. We we need to
2: scoot. I appreciate it. Thanks for your call, man. And uh, he's a happy Earth Day. Yeah, now, nah, that was, that was he was, thanks for that call. Um, who was that? Larry in yeah, Biloxi. Yeah. Um, the Cemetery Roses, Jackson,
1: downtown Jackson, Greenwood Cemetery, one block north of the Capitol. Fantastic. And while you're downtown Jackson, if it's tomorrow on Saturday, swing by the Art Museum at the other end of the same street on the other side of downtown Jackson, they're having a plant sale, but also uh, incredible, two completely different Southern Gardens, completely different.
2: The both of them are fantastic. So, uh, anyway, how are we doing so far, Java? Let's go ahead and take our last break uh, for the hour because we got a bunch of calls just lined up. Let's sneak in this cheesy tune, and then we can get back to the
1: conversation. All right. And by the way, folks, if you're anywhere near Ridgeland, the first exit north of Jackson, pull off the interstate, the very first exit, park at the paint store right there, and walk through one of the coolest wildflower meadows in the state. It's just it's just out there. The matter the, the Risland wildflower feel with garden art and everything. It's just it's stunning. We'll be be right we'll be right back after this.
0: It's a paid paradise They put up a parking lot With a big hotel, a boutique And a swinging hot spot Now don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you got Till it's gone They paid paradise Put up a parking lot They took all the trees Put them in a tree museum and they charge the people a dollar and a half just to see him Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till Let's it's gone. Go. And they pay paradise put up a parking lot. Ooh, la, 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 la. Hey, farmer, farmer, farmer put, put away that D, D, T now. Give me the spots on my apples, but leave me the, the birds and
6: the bees. Please.
0: Now don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you got till it's gone They pay paradise and they put up a parking lot Oh la, la, la,
4: la.
1: Well, <laughs> folks, welcome back. Horticulture's fellow Russian, me and Java and Kevin and all the folks at MPB, we welcome you here. Monday through Friday, we got all sorts of programs that are locally produced, locally folks, talking with local folks. Uh, but we we got to call Larry, you just talk, called a minute ago. What's up, man?
7: Hey, I just wanted to, uh, all the good music y'all are playing. Uh, do you know what was happening the sem- same weekend that Woodstock was happening, with, what happened in Mississippi?
1: Nope. Is it garden-related, though?
7: Hurricane
1: Camille. Oh, Hurricane Camille. That was 1969. I thought. Oh
7: uh, yeah, wasn't Woodstock in 69? It was.
1: You're right. You're right.
7: 15th, my ninth birthday.
1: All righty, man. Listen, I, th- th- I was actually on the coast two weeks before Camille. Stayed in the old Edgewater. They got wiped out. I was there for band camp. Anyway, we we need to get back to uh, g- g- got to get back to the garden. Appreciate you call, man. Back to gardening, I should say. We need to go to Gene and Jackson. Hey Gene, thank you for calling man. Good morning.
3: Hey, good morning. Look, just wanted to give a little information that I know about the Bodoc tree. Okay. All right, and that is this. The early settlers used Bodoc as blocks under their homes because especially where you live near the water. Yeah. They would the homes were built off the ground. And uh, they would use bodoc because bodoc, is uh, resistant to termite.
1: You you can't cut it. It's such a hard wood.
3: Exactly. So where there was no cypress, uh, cedar, or that type of, and people couldn't afford uh, concrete, they would use Bodock as blocks under the home. So that's the little information that I have about the Bodock
1: tree. Wow. (laughs) That's cool. Thank you, man. (laughs) Thank you so much, Gene. All right.
3: Have a blessed. Love the show. Thank you.
1: And uh, Java, you know how people cut crepe myrtles back, and they send out these long sprouts. Well, in Japan and England and and, and early settlers here, colonial Williamsburg, they would cut those trees back in those long sprouts, and they would cut them off and use them to weave fences. You know, that you see these woven fences. Well, but they also found that some trees could be cut to the ground, and they sprout back out a lot of trunks. And three or four years later, you got perfect, straight, hard fence posts. That's what Bodock was used by early settlers. They they all had them. They would cut them to the ground every three or four years and grow fence posts. And you put those in the ground, and you could not get rid of them. <laughs> Say they weren't
2: going anywhere.
1: Yeah, so we still hadn't found out what—it was here before people— But that's okay. Let's go down to Biloxi and see what Sharon's up to. Sharon, good morning.
6: Good morning. I have a question about amaryllis. Okay. Um, The seed heads, once it's bloomed, can I save those seed heads and grow anything from them?
1: You know, I, that's a good question. You should be able to because amaryllis, you know, they do make hard little seeds like irises and daylilies. Uh, so, you know, if you would leave the seeds on there until they completely, uh, until the seed pile is completely mature. You want to make sure the seeds are viable before you pull them up. Uh, oh. but, uh, oh. but other than that, um, you know, that, that uh, you know that old red uh, amaryllis you see in a lot of people's yards? Yeah. That is the first ever hybridized amaryllis. It's cross cool. between two things. And it's the most commonly grown, the most durable, and all of the hybrids come from that one. Isn't that cool? And so, because it's hybridized, it tells me you can't have hybrids without seeds. So, my logic says, let the seeds get mature before you try planting them.
6: Okay. Would I take the seeds out of that little pet? Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. That, that'll, that'll be a seed pod full of seeds.
6: Okay. Thank you so much.
1: Let us know how it works.
6: Oh, thank you.
1: Appreciate it. Okay, that was Sharon down on the coast, and we're going to slide uh, a little bit closer, to Jackson to Florence. Sandra, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? I'm so far so good. Been having some pretty interesting calls today, and I've only been stumped a couple of times. So help us out here. Stump me.
5: <laughs> I'm not going to stump you, I'm afraid. Um, what do you suggest for um, fire ant poison for fire ants? in a big yard
1: well there's so there's so many things so many different approaches the the, the if you put a bait out there, the bait has to be picked up by foraging ants, taken back, they feed it to the queen, the queen dies, stop laying eggs and it disappears. So baits take a long time. And if you disturb the mound, they pick up eggs and run every which way. And so baits aren't gonna be good for a long because you gotta mow. There are different kinds of treatments you could put directly on the mounds. There's a granular stuff, I can't remember what it is, but it smells real strong, and everybody at a garden center will know exactly what you're talking about. You put a little spoonful of it on the on the mounds late in the day and it works overnight and then there's liquid insecticide stuff you mix with water it takes about a gallon of water to flood a mound half a gallon to a gallon so if you mix a little of the liquid insecticide in water pour it around the mound and then on top of it uh, sort of like syrup on a pancake do that late in the day then it works overnight and it's gone and the ants will be gone so the the granular Or the liquid individual maltreatment is going to be best. However, I got to throw this out. If you just ignore them, unless they're coming up on your tomato plant or you know, in your air conditioner, unless they're, you know, a that are directly affecting you, uh, treat those. The rest of them, just ignore them. You know. Oh, the, really? The, the, right. They, they tend to pop up a lot of mounds in the spring as they start new mounds. Whole bunch of them will pop up all over the, everywhere. But mm-hmm. by the middle of the summer, they've narrowed down to just a handful. If you know where they are and just ignore them, uh, I've got a mound in my front yard and a mound in my back. I have a mound that's so big, you can barely see the tip of my little concrete gnome sticking out of the top. On the mound, oh, and, my I,
4: goodness. and
1: I just ignore it. I just mm-hmm. ignore it, and it's not causing me any problems at all.
5: Well, they're in my flowers, though. Yeah, well, pot. you know,
1: well, see, that's that's where the granular stuff or the liquid yeah. mixed with water, that, that they'll help on those kind of things. But as best you can out in the lawn, and I just ignore them.
5: Okay, and um, where can I get, is, are there any nurses that sell um, wild azaleas? Not they you go out in the... The, and find them but i, I don't have it, any it, close
1: by well you know by the time they're blooming out in the woods it's hard to move plant this time of year but there are some places that sell the native azaleas uh yeah. i just I, I can't possibly keep track of them all so I, 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 I long time ago i stopped uh paying attention who cares what where
5: okay and um i was glad you said that about the fence post because i Thought I had heard you say the bowtop tree was used for fence posts.
1: It's very heavy, close grain. It's kind of, kind of yellow-orange wood, real dense. Makes good wood handles and and uh, e- even tree nails and things like that. So, anyway, appreciate it,
5: lady. Thank you. Enjoy your show. Thank
1: you. And we've got time for some more callers. anybody want to give us a call? Toll free one eight seven seven M P B ring. Uh, I just finally went online what what you looking up a bowdock oh, okay. uh, It's uh used for for uh, uh, good bows for bows and arrows uh, it makes uh uh one bow, 19th century, 1800s, a bow made from Osage timber could be traded for a horse and a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it was planted as, a, uh, as, as windbreaks, as fence rows. Uh, the wood has the highest heating value of anything, so it's really good for, for, for wood. It's rot-resistant, blah, blah, blah. All compounds extracted from the fruit may repel insects. So anyway— I found all sorts of stuff on our you know medicines and everything boas de arc maclura
2: horse apple how do we get on this how do we get on this job I don't know but the thing that kind of struck me today too is when uh, I think what Larry from Biloxi talked about Hurricane Camille and Woodstock being on the same weekend yeah. I looked it up and I was just it I had never put those two events together but they happened at the same the same time. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, that
1: was a that was a different era back then and uh seemed like a lot of folks are coming back around to just kind of relax. It could be that it that that Earth Day and Woodstock and all did have an effect because people are a lot more laid back than they were in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, like, well, let's more.
2: see let's see how laid back my um, next caller is. Polly from uh Covington, Louisiana. Good morning, Polly. Thank you for calling. How are you?
6: I'm good. How are you? So far, so good. Good. I just wanted to comment on the amaryllis seed. Mm-hmm. You definitely, definitely can use those seeds and, and grow them. My friend in Texas has tons of them. You, you let the the uh, the bloom die down, and, uh-huh. and you let that seed pod you know, dry out. Right. Uh, you oh, got
1: yeah, to you you let it dry out, though. That's what I was suspecting.
6: Yep. Yep. Let it dry out, and then there are tons of them in there. So tell that lady, yeah, she sure can. She can grow them.
1: You know what's, what's, them. what's really weird is you just told her. Okay. You said, "Yeah, <laughs> you sure can." That's what you said.
6: Yep. Yep. Just wanted to pass that off.
1: <laughs> we appreciate it. it thank you. Really were <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, love the show. I appreciate it. Oh, well, we had a couple of a couple of cheesy tunes about Earth Day, and talked about wildflowers. And, and uh, again, if you're anywhere near Jackson Risland, immediately like fifty yards off the exit at Risland is the coolest wildflower meadow. They, they they don't purpose they mowed big paths around it and put art here and there. So, anyway, so what we got? We got another caller?
2: Yeah, let's talk to uh, John from uh, Foley, Foley, Alabama.
1: John, what's going on, man, down in, in eastern L.A.? Yes,
3: yeah, sir. Uh, well, we're transplants from Michigan. We moved down in 08, and uh, your program has meant a lot to us. Uh, of course, I'm, I'm a truck driver over 30 years, so I listen to everything on the radio, but I make sure I turn it, tune into your program every week using a uh, podcast thing, eat, whatever. that well, it plays live radio. Well, appreciate so,
1: it. And, and, yeah. about, and by the way, Foley, a lot of people know Foley, all the main streets, when you go down the highway through Foley, like you're going to Pensacola, uh, all the streets are named after flowers.
3: Yes, they are. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually live on a street called West Azalea. <laughs> <so>.
1: <laughs> well, well, let's, let's go, well, a truck driver from West Azalea, southeast Alabama. Alabama. What you got? Yes, sir. What's up? What can I help you with?
3: I just wanted to tell you how much I appreciate your program. I I really, I've been wanting to tell you for a long time, but I I very rarely get the opportunity. It's funny, I'm actually driving, I'm going to be driving right through Jackson. uh, You've been talking about, unfortunately, I'm driving trucks, so I'm not going to be able to pull off anywhere to see these beautiful flowers.
8: But uh, yeah, I
3: use you. I have turned on more of my family and friends. I have people literally live up in Michigan and now listen to your program because I've told them you, you have to listen to this guy. And I'll, send, <laughs> I'll send them the link so that they, they can pick up on it up there because obviously they can't tell, tune in with a regular
5: radio. Tell,
1: tell them to give, give us a call. I speak Michi- Michigander. I've I've done a, I've done a lot of, I've I've done a lot of stuff in East Lansing at the university there anyway appreciate well, it man listen hands on the wheels we got to get jiggy here
3: thank you sir I appreciate
1: it. you bet thank you so Java what's the deal oh uh, we got our last call for the day Caroline Caroline good where are you calling from Caroline Ocean Springs Ocean Springs. pretty pretty town what's going on there
5: I builder I just wanted to tell you that I had the most wonderful surprise yesterday. This um, little group of plants I've let grow in my yard for many, many years, and it never bloomed, but mm-hmm. I just let it go. It finally bloomed yesterday, and I was able to figure out what it was, a uh, Aztec lily. Or Aztec. Aztec lily. What, a,
1: what a cool little plant, and it stays low. It'll actually grow in with your lawn, and you might never, never notice it.
5: It's just fun, don't cut things down, you
1: never know yeah, that thank you, thank you very much. That's exactly what I tell people mower if you're not sure mow around it, it doesn't hurt <laughs> to have little patches here and there. Thank you so much for that. Have a good day thank you. it's going to be a great day. I'm going to the ag museum we're we're redoing some of the the structures in the herb garden behind the doctor's place okay, and i put put up a new arbor, going to paint some stuff and all, and um' gonna go pick some wildflowers in my yard.
2: I'll, um yesterday I wish I would have asked Libby Hartfield from Creature Conference. Yeah. She was over by the Mississippi Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks. Right. And she said something about the f- Fire azaleas or flame azaleas. Flame azaleas. Yeah. Okay, there we go.
1: orange. You know, we have native azaleas. She said they're in full bloom over there. Yeah. They, you know, we got pink ones. People call them wild honeysuckle. <laughs> it's a native azalea. It looks like a honeysuckle, but a big pink one. But the one called flame azalea. It's a native plant, big, big clustered orange. There's one at the front corner of Eudora Welty's house in Jackson. Okay, yeah. And they're really, really fragrant and loaded with the... Big butterfly, big butterfly. You know, unlike the the azaleas we plant from, from Japan and China, these are fragrant. They're native. They're great for big, big butterflies and pollinator. And it, it's just a terrific – garden centers don't sell them, though, because they don't look good in a pot. <laughs> oh, man. But if enough people come in asking for them, they can get them from their normal supplier. So the trick is consumers drive demand. Go in and ask for native azaleas. They say, "Well, we don't have any." They'll say, "Would you get one for me?" If they say no, ask them if you can. If they recommend a place you can shop that will, because they can all get them anyway. Off of this soapbox, happy Earth Day, folks! Me and Java Chapman and Kevin Farrell and all the folks at Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Uh, we hope you have a good weekend. It's going to be a beautiful. Lots of stuff going on. Take a kid to a garden center. They're loaded with stuff. Get a pot, some potting soil. Get them to put a little piece of oregano or basil or something they can eat that smells good. Maybe a flower too. In other words, take it, or take them to a farmer's market. They got all sorts of cool stuff. There. Show them the people who are bringing stuff to us, and in the process, teach them how to do what we do best, and that's get dirty. See y'all next week.